0: What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Exceeding Wild Black. We have a very special guest in the building, Timothy, aka Tim. You know, um, I am really excited for him to even be up here because we don't know nothing about this man. <laughs> We know nothing about him. He is so private and secretive, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I love, I love the little mystery. You know, Ooh. <laughs> spooky since it is spooky season. You feel me? But I love it. And today he decided to open up and share, share with us the inside scoop about can't Buy, what it means, what it is, because we have a whole bunch of ideas about what it is, but nobody really has a a solid like, oh, this is what Can't Buy is, you know? So today he shares all that and we just get into the background of how he even got into um, Can't Buy and his business and I'm just excited. I'm really excited. And the fact that he has come on here to share and he hasn't shared anywhere else, just tell me I'm the shit, you know? (laughs) Just tell me I'm the shit and I'll wait. Okay, <laughs> but I'm really excited, and y'all, as I say every episode, this one's epic, so here we go, here we go, here we go, I'm like, okay, okay, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, here we go. What's
1: up, Timothy?
2: What's going on, Jasmine?
1: How you feeling? How you feeling? How you living? Good, <laughs> hey, I'm
2: feeling good. Hey, man, I just got some work done. What about you?
1: You know, I um, <laughs> I changed where I was located. So I was at the table and I had my laptop uh-huh. over there. Then I changed to just go to my room because it's a quiet, quieter area. And uh-huh. uh, my laptop won't turn on. And that's where all my questions are. <laughs> uh- so well, what we're going to do is I know most of my questions by heart, so we're just going to have this conversation. We're just going to let it flow, and then when my questions pop up, then boom, bada bing, okay? So you know all why right. I did um, I started all of my podcasts, Exceeding While Blacks, because I felt like in our community, we needed more inspiration, you know, and not just from celebrities or people that we don't know um, who are already, you know, big time, quote, unquote, Um, I felt like we needed to hear stories from people who are still in the process, you know, who are Mm -hmm. still trying to make it, who are still, you know, pushing forth. And with every obstacle that they've been in, with every turmoil, whatever the case may be, they're still succeeding, you know, and doing it while black. So I know your um, business, your record label is called Can't Buy. And, y'all, I didn't even know that it was a record label until, what, a few days ago? So um, right. that that was pretty cool. But tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us a little bit about Can't Buy and how you even created the name Can't Buy, because I feel like there's a big-ass story, you know, with the Can't Buy name.
2: Uh, yeah, kind of, for sure, for sure. But uh, Tim, you know what I'm saying? I'm Tim. I live in Gwinnett. You know what I mean? I've been out here for a minute. And um, I've been doing music since I've been involved with music since I was like eight. And I was behind, I was really like artist, you know what I'm saying? I was more so making music. I wasn't behind the scenes as much in my in my in my start. I'll say that. But um, as my journey kept going, around like eighteen, nineteen, I got a manager. And then once I got a manager, he was kind of like in the business before, so. It kind of just gave me a lot of game and I saw a lot of things that I wanted from it and I, things I didn't want as well. So it kind of just took me on a journey to just learn the business, to really learn the business and music. And then, um, so from 18 to, to now, that's what I've been doing really. I've just been trying to learn the business, managing artists, um, interning at different record labels, just anything to just learn the business for real. So,
1: and how did, you even, I, when, how did you even get involved with the manager? Like, well, how was that process?
2: To, uh, how was the process of me becoming a manager?
1: Well, with you even getting into with that manager, oh, you know, 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 at
2: eighteen. Okay. All right. So I met that manager. I was working at, um, what was I working? I was working at the Disney store. I was working at the Disney store in uh, Sugarloaf Mills. So I was in there one day and, um, I met this dude, he just came in and he just kinda was telling me we just got on a conversation of music. And then um he was just telling me he was like, Yo, when you get home, Google me He told me his name and he was like Google me and I was just it was like so crazy to me that he said that I'm like, man, who are you for real? Like <laughs> I just I didn't know who he was off the face. So I was just like that's that's interesting that you said that. So I went home and did that and um he was like a slick rick DJ. He was his producer did a lot of legendary work with him. You know what I'm saying? So it just kind of, um, that kind of interests me. Like, yo, I definitely wanted to link up with bro. So we just started linking up, making music. Uh, he was just, like, giving me a lot of information. For him. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? It was, he gave me a lot of information, brought me around a lot of people. So that's kind of like how that relationship started to build. Like, real organic. He just met me at the mall, and he liked my music, and he was just like, Let's, um, let's do. It wasn't really anything too crazy. It was crazy that I met him at, at work, though. Like, I just was at work. Why, How did
1: he even find you? Like, he already he already knew your music, or you sent it to him before? Nah, like... not at all.
2: Nah, not at all. It was really awesome. Really organic. Really organic. Like, he came in there. I just, we had a good conversation. Then it became a long conversation. Then it became, like, you know, I'm going to play some stuff. I played mm-hmm. him some songs, liked it, told me to send some more. I sent him more. And he was just like, uh, he went walked around the mall a little bit. And then he came back a couple hours later. He was just like, yeah, we got to link up. So it was real, it was real organic. I, I didn't go looking for it. I never went looking for a manager. It kind of mm-hmm.
1: just,
2: it just happened. I didn't even know that was something I needed at the time for it. so So, yeah,
1: that's yeah. how that starts. So with you, you know, having or gaining a manager and then going through that process and understanding, you know, the business side and what you could get out of it, why did you take off and just say you don't want to be an artist no more and now you want to be behind the scenes? What brought that on? Hmm.
2: I didn't really I didn't really think that. I didn't really like make that decision. It kinda just was like I became so heavily involved in the business side that I started to just stray away from the music.
1: Mm -hmm. It wasn't really,
2: like, give give up music. It just was like, I just started doing so many other things on the business side that I, I just didn't have time. And my focus wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? Like, my focus wasn't really on being an artist. And then also, along my journey, what I noticed is, a lot of people gave me, like, I got a lot of respect, and I got into a lot of rooms not being an artist. Mm-hmm. I got into of rooms not being an artist. Like, if you if you walk up to somebody in the music business and say you're an artist, nine times out of ten they they're gonna sigh like, oh, okay, I've heard this before. I already know what you want from me. But when you come mm-hmm. a different way, providing service or just like, I don't really want to be in competition with you, artist. I'm trying to help you. It just mm-hmm. everybody wants to call you back, you know what I'm saying? Everybody wants to call you back. It's like it's way easier to get things done when you like coming at in a way of a service than of needing service. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that kind of helped me. I noticed that early on that like, damn, like when I tell people that I'm a manager, or when I tell them I'm a just whatever creative director, they just they business wise I would get a call back a lot easier. I would get into the room a lot easier. So once I started doing that, I just, it just kind of made sense for me to not talk about me making music like that. Like just okay. for them to just as a business guy, you know what I'm saying? Like I was trying to see how far I could get in that lane. So it wasn't like a conscious decision to like, you know, let me not make music. It just I just started giving a lot of my time to like learning the business that I kind of strayed away from it. But I always kind of was, you know, in the studio making stuff because, I mean, that's mm-hmm. what makes me happy. I've been doing it since I was eight, so. And I'll still be doing that, but it's not. Um, just my, my focus changed a little bit. I had a bigger goal than just being an artist.
1: So when did Can't Buy come into action? Like, when did you think about Can't Buy, and how did you even create the name?
2: So Can't Buy came... Like officially, I say like in 2017, I really started to, um I like around that time, 2016, 2017. I knew I wanted to establish another company, and I knew I wanted it to be like geared in the music in the in the music industry this time. Like before, I had a company, but it was a it was a band, it was a clothing. Mm-hmm. Band. So um, once I stopped that, I wanted to like I know I wanted to start another business, but I wasn't sure what I wanted to call it or anything. But um, the name came by, just kind of came to me because I just noticed that my journey is very different. Like, um, I like I want to win, but not by any means. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shit that I'm not gonna do to win. Like, it's a lot of things that a lot of routes I'm not gonna go to win. I'm not gonna. It, it's a certain way I want to win for it to feel like a win to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like even if that means taking certain losses in certain areas and being broke a little longer in this area or whatever. I just know, like, betting on myself, my individuality, my ideas, and keeping ownership, I just feel like that's going to pay off for me the most. So, like, care is really just a a way of life. It's just, like, not really giving up what you want to do for the system. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Do what you wanna do, how you wanna do it. Just believe that you can do it well and it'll work for you. You know what I'm saying? Like for example, I have a daughter and I I just I'm big on being around my daughter a lot. So Mm -hmm. I know once I once I really get things cracking with my label, I'm gonna frame my business in a way that doesn't it keeps me around my daughter. You know what I'm saying? Like intentionally I'm gonna do that because I don't wanna even though that's the music industry is it's, it's kind of like unforgiving for family, so you will be away from your family quite a bit. You will have to make real tough decisions but like I mean to me theres some things I'm not gonna compromise on so I kind of like that name because it feels like a statement in itself like
1: mm-hmm. you can't
2: buy it. you know what I mean you can't i like, i own it i'm not uh, I'm not trying to um. I'm not trying to like be owned by any corporation, no business. I just wanna do things my own way, just how I see it. Right? Like So I kinda of like the name. It just kinda of, like fits it fits me. It fits my attitude of just like everybody going left but I'm going right. Like even a couple people tell me like, man, that's not even how you still can't though. Where the apostrophe at? Like and it's like <laughs> I'm about breaking rules though. So like I intentionally took it out because. I'm about breaking rules. Like, who said it has to have that? I don't care about that. So it, that's just what it is. Like, it's kind of just something that just it sounds good. It it just sounds good. It sounds strong, like a, a real strong statement. You know, just those two words.
1: Hey, I'm with it. I like it. it honestly, everything that you just said, I kind of already figured, because it's just in the name itself. You know what I'm saying? Right, and especially right. you being a black man. It's just like, can't buy. Nah, dead ass. You can't buy me. Like, not yeah. at all. Not not to make your business or make your lifestyle any better because what my, what my business is, is my business. You know what I'm saying? And what I say, fits. Period. So... And, what,
2: and what really sparked that is like in I think it was 2017. In 2017, I was working this job. Mm-hmm. and um, I always had like a I've been in and out of jobs. I've never really stayed at jobs. I keep it on. home. I, I always knew what I wanted to do. So a job was always just like, let me get somebody real quick to go invest in what I need to do and then I'm out of here. So Man. I was working this job, but like I was not done. I wasn't ready to leave this job, but um, the day before Christmas, Christmas Eve, they called me and they was like, we got to let you go. Like we're shutting down the store. So like when that happened, that kind of like threw me off because I had a, I had a Internship at a record label that came across my table, but I was the assistant manager at my store, so it was like I didn't I didn't take it, you know what I'm saying? And just I just kind of chose the job first, like, and then when that happened, it kind of just gave me a feeling that I I never wanted to feel again, where it was like I'll never. I'll never even try to like make anything else a priority over what I really want to do for real. Like, mm-hmm. even if it means I don't have no job, y'all lose the job. I, I'm like, got to like figure out money about another way. Like whatever it is, that was never going to be the case. So like Camba really to me is like something that kind of makes me feel like I can't go back. And like, I ain't really been working no jobs like that. To be honest, I haven't had a job consecutively like what Monday made it a year. I ain't been working no job at Jeez. all. Like, and there's like ups and downs with that for sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I gotta figure it out, especially like building a label where the money is really on the back end. In the beginning, right. you really just investing a lot. So it's like mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. feeling it different, but at the same time, I wouldn't want it any other way. I really wouldn't want it any other way.
1: I know, that's right. And you mentioned, you mentioned can't buy being merchandise at first, you know? Mm-hmm. So. How, where was the shift? You know what I'm saying? Where was it that you were saying, okay, it's merchandise. Nah, now it's the record label.
2: Mm-hmm. So everything kind of like, everything kind of just kind of transitioned over time. So when it started off, um, I wanted to make it a record label. But in 2017, I didn't really have the, I just, I don't, I don't want to say I didn't have the confidence, because I definitely did, but I just felt mm-hmm. like, I needed to build the resume. If that's what mm-hmm. I saying. Like, I get the respect of some people in my field for real, for real, doing what I'm trying to do. So I just wanted to, um, instead of just jumping straight in into running the record label, I wanted to learn more about, like, the operations of a record label. So mm-hmm. I just, like, work. I, like, interned at a couple record labels just to, like, learn how it actually works
1: mm-hmm.
2: and, like, and then I came and just took pieces back. So I started off with the merch just because, to me, it was the best way to get my my company name out and my, my mission out. Because, like, just <laughs> throw it on a shirt. I, I know how to make shirts easily, make hoodies, stuff like that. So it was easy for me to just use that as, like, marketing early on. And um, it just – I don't know. I didn't really plan for it to start off with clothes. It just happened that way. And then – um. There was a point in time where I just kind of realized, like, I don't really want this to be a, a brand, but it's starting to become a brand.
1: Yeah.
2: Like, so I, I pivoted and I stopped doing the clothes and I went straight into managing. Because I, I knew where I wanted to really take the business. So I was like, let me put my foot in that industry.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's when I started. So once I started doing that, um, I kind of haven't really been looking back on making it anything else. I've been staying in music since I've been managing. So I did a lot of like art direction, like doing people's covers and like cover arts and stuff like that and doing photo shoots with people, different artists. So I was doing a lot of things like that as well, but um uh, I still a lot of people still weren't able like kinda like you. They they didn't know what Campbell was, you know what I'm saying? They just knew he's just doing different things through it. Like they didn't really know what it was, and the truth be told, I didn't know either. I just knew that like, <laughs> yo, whatever I think, it's gonna be under Camby. I don't know what yeah. it looked like right now. I'm still trying to find like, like see its, its shape, take form, but like, I'm seeing it now a little bit clearer. But I still kind of am like, you know, just kind of going. I don't really have all the answers, to you know, what I mean, exactly what I want to do. But I got a lot mapped out. I got a lot mapped out.
1: And it's okay. It's okay for you not to have all the answers because, again, you're in the process, you know. Sure. We're not supposed to have all the answers because if we had all the answers then everybody and their mama would be rich right now, you know. Everybody and their mama would be doing exactly what they want to do without question, without obstacles, without turmoil, without any of that. So it's okay. It's okay. Take your time because you're doing a fine-ass job, okay? And, I
2: appreciate it.
1: How do you but how do you find like these artists? You know, like where do do they come to you just naturally or do you seek them out? Like how do you find artists for your record label?
2: So, so right now, I mean, I'll say the ones that I'm I'm currently working with, we are going to start rolling them out like um I'll probably say spring of next year.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: but the ones I'm working with now, I've been making music for a long time, so a lot of them are like people I've known for a while. So, mm-hmm. like, I just if you've been making music in Gwinnett, like if you've been making music since like 2010, a little earlier. I was in it a little earlier than that, honestly. Then you, like, we ran across, we went to the same studio, or you know, pulled up to my house. I put up to your house. Like, we done not we don't did music in some type of way. Like, I was really immersed in the shit. Like, I was trying to work with everybody. So I met a lot of people through music, just me being an artist. So when I made mm-hmm. that transition, to, it was like, at first, some people, the people that know me from being an artist, they're a little confused when I became a manager because they, they know me as being a real talented musician. So, like, they kind of like, bro, you should be doing that. But the people mm-hmm. that know me for business don't know me for music you know what I mean? If I was to go to start doing music now, they would be confused because they think I'm just amazing at business. So it's just, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like I can just play, play both roles pretty well, honestly. But I'm just focused on the, on a building my business right now, man. Just trying to get and the really, other artists what? out. I know. But to answer your question, my bad, I usually find them online. If mm-hmm. they're not like people I know. Um, they'll they'll reach out to me most of the time. Like it's a lot a lot of it is word of mouth, honestly. I don't really reach out to artists. It's very rare I just reach out to you randomly, like, yo, I wanna work, like let's link up. That that's very rare that happens like that. It's usually like somebody I know, they know somebody I know or they seen my work with this person. And usually it comes like they, they hired me for a job, like to do something some graphic work for them or something. And then we just kept doing work and then it becomes a relationship. It's never really... I'm not scouting for artists or anything like that.
1: Right.
2: Yeah, I'm not doing that.
1: So what all goes with being a person's manager? Or I should say, what all goes with with them being... With you being their manager, I should say. Um, what mm-hmm. is it that, that you do or what's the... What's
2: the business side of all of this? That shit is like, to me, it's like being a big brother. It's just like being a big brother, for real. If you want to, the way I'll say I would do it. The way I, I manage people, is like, um, I'm going to keep it real with you, but I'm also going to look out for you. Like, I'm going to always mm-hmm. look out for you. It's not going to necessarily be business first. Like, um, if yo, if yo. If your well-being is at stake, your mental is not, you know, not right, I, I I have no problem sitting you down and not making no money with you for a while till you get right. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in the, the job of, like, of service. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a job of serving people. So, like, I understand that, and I know that, like, it's bigger than money. So, with me, it's just a lot of just getting to know people really seeing the type of person that they are. Like, who your mom raised you to be for it? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So when you act mm-hmm. out of line, I could tell you that ain't you. Like, I don't really... I, the good thing about me is I try to keep... I try to get close with the artists I work with, but I also try to keep a little bit of distance between us. So it's like you're yeah. not keeping it up. Like, we're not always with each other every day because I don't want to I need to... I need to keep the relationship a certain way. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to feel so close to me, but at the same time, you're going to feel like there's a little bit of distance where the respect stays a certain way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's it, I'm close enough to be your friend, tell you some real shit, but then it's like not too close that you start thinking that I'm, you know what I mean? You start forgetting yeah. who I am. I just kind of keep it a little distance, and it helps me to, like, see them um, in a way I'm not just like a friend, but I also, when I'm away from them, I can see them like the fans even, you know what I'm saying? So I'm able to mm-hmm. have that perspective, like, I'm not around you every day. So when you posting that stuff, I can feel how these how other people are feeling about you. Like, if I was your homie around you every day, I might not be affected by what you post because I know you the mm-hmm. homie, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, because I'm right, I'm in the middle, I could I have a, just a unique perspective when working with artists. The way I handle it. so, like, yeah. I'm sorry, I forgot what your question was.
1: No, you're answering my question. It was basically All like, right. what's the business side? How, how is it with you being their manager? You're answering it. <laughs> Look, don't doubt yourself, <laughs> homie. You got it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, what would be like the certain obstacles that you have been through when it comes to can't buy and when it comes to you know, preparing and getting your record label off the ground?
2: I mm, well, mean, the toughest thing really is I'm, I'm finding everything. Everything is out of pocket. So, like, mm-hmm. the ideas that work, the ideas that don't work, um, everything is out of pocket. So I feel everything. It's good when I win, but it, it hurts more when I lose. But yeah. at the same time, I chose this past so I don't really sweat over that too much. I could have got a good job, went to college. You know what I mean? I could have went that route. But I specifically chose this, so I don't really trip off of that. But other than that, it's just, the music industry, if I didn't love it, I wouldn't be a part of it. I'll keep it real with you. Just because this shit is kind of like, it's definitely, it's a shady business for sure. It's a lot of like, and, then, like, the way I came up is a little different where, like, I, I wouldn't, I'm not i am not the type to snake somebody because I really know, like, man, I might see this man out. It could be a real issue. And he, he might not, you know what I mean? He might want to take yeah. it to another level already for it. Like, I came up in an era where, like, you kind of think about stuff like that before you mm-hmm. do people dirty. But the way it is now, they, like, people don't even think about that no more because social media means the most. Like,
0: Mm-hmm. They could just block
2: you. they could just block you. And if they block you, then the problem is gone. So they could do some some bullshit to you business wise and then block you on all social. And then you cool it's like a problem is erased. And like I ain't come up from that world where like social media meant that much 'cause like I'm still thinking in my head when they do that type of stuff, I'm like, I'ma see you in person though. You live in my city.
1: So, like, like, <laughs> right.
2: I, like, you know what I'm saying? But I just don't understand that type of stuff. I don't really, I don't mesh well with this internet world. So, like, just seeing that, like, when people do stuff like that and I want to handle it another way, like, that's kind of, like, um, one of the things that I, I don't enjoy about this movie industry. Just that you gotta, like, it gotta be real business. You can't, like, yeah. just move off of You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just shake hands with somebody and hope. Uh, expect somebody to hold their word. Like, you gotta really make your business contracts with everybody. And even then, it could be some stuff. So you know, it's just one of those mm-hmm. businesses. But, like, like you, you gotta do it for the love. If you wanna, like, come into the music industry and you don't love it, you're just doing it for money, good luck. Good luck. You're gonna have a lot of, it's gonna take you through the ringer for sure. It ain't no joke. And, like,
1: I remember you mentioned, like, um, a few questions back, <laughs> I remember you mentioned um that you have a, you've been out of work for a year, so how are mm-hmm. you you know funding can't buy
2: so what's good is I've like created like i guess a good name for myself doing a lot of the other things I've been doing, so like <laughs> a lot of people called me to do just freelance jobs for them. I did, I still work with, like, a couple marketing agencies. They need, like, design work for different companies they're working with. Like, I just did something for Polaroid. Somebody was on, um, one of my marketing friends, they're doing something for Polaroid, and they needed some graphics done. So, like, I still get, like, people reach out to me, needing you know, things done that involve my other skill sets that I built in. I'm still able to, like, you know, it's, I'm figuring it out here. I'm figuring it out. for sure. Every day, you just got to figure it out. And I'm just okay. a hustler. I'm gonna find a way to get to it. I'm gonna find a way to get to it. So it's just it was just one of those things that I had my daughter so I wasn't really I wasn't and I wasn't trying to leave that job that, that I previously mm-hmm. was at either. though. So. But um, things just happened and it just happened that way. So Yeah, it just it just kinda of pushed me into doing what I knew I wanted to do anyways. I knew I didn't wanna work for nobody and I wanted to do my own thing. And sometimes you just need that little push, that little push yeah. out the door.
1: For sure, for sure. And since you and since you mentioned your daughter, do you think that being a parent, you know, and having a child, do you think that it, that pushes you more to want to accomplish your dreams so that your that so that your child will be inspired?
2: Yeah, definitely. It definitely pushes me more, but I'm going to keep it so honest. Like, I've been so driven since I was so young. It's like Mm -hmm. I didn't really... I didn't need anybody to push me, really. Like, honestly, ever in my life. Nobody really had to make me do anything. I started my own business at 18, and I, like, Googled how to start a business. Like, it wasn't really, like, I got help from people. If I want to do things, I just make it happen. And, like, in my head, I don't see... It not happening. I only see it happening. So like I just go into mm-hmm. like I've been I like would have told me it was gonna take over ten years for me to like really establish myself in the music industry. I uh, wanted to. I wouldn't have believed that thing.
1: Because
2: <laughs> like I only saw I only saw the goal. I didn't really like. I still don't. I'm not even thinking about the timeline. I'm just so focused on the goal. That's what makes me a real threat. Because I don't really care how long it takes. I'm gonna do this. This is what I wanted. Anybody who knows me in high school knows that's how I was talking in high school. That's the same way I'm talking now.
1: Yeah, that's I what's just thought it, was, I thought it was what happened on it. I know that's right. That's what's up, though, because, I mean, it's not necessarily to say that I'm over here looking at the timeline and stuff. But I'm just kind of like, when is it going to happen for me? You know what I'm saying? Like, when am I going to get to my end goal? Because right now I feel like I'm in, I'm just like in the loop of, okay, I got to go through this, you know, in order to get to that, you know, and I got to do this in order to get to that. And it's just kind of like, damn, like, I'm tired of going through these different levels to reach that main goal. You know, so I guess for me, it's a little different because, I mean, I still have the push, I still have the drive, you know, I'll never lose it, but in the same aspect, I'm just kind of like, but I'm tired, low-key, like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to get (laughs) there.
2: Definitely. I have my my moments, too. Don't get it twisted. Like, it's just like, when I have those moments, I like reason with myself, just like, well, Sam, damn, bro, like, you didn't have to do this or go this route. So like, mm-hmm. I know you're frustrated, but it's like you at, at every turn when I chose this, I had another option in front of me that was safer.
1: Like mm-hmm. that's what I can
2: honestly say. I like I always had another option that was safer, and I chose the harder option. So like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I can't really. It's like harder to be mad at myself or feel away when things not going well. I do have those moments, but I get in my head and like, yo, you are gonna have to thug it through though, bro. Like. You did it because you knew things wasn't looking good now, but they could look better later, so keep going. They're going to look better later. Like, Because I'm in that place right now, I definitely am like, yo. You know what I mean? I, I expected things to look differently, but at the same time, I'm so in love with what I'm doing that, like, uh, I don't know. The results matter, but not as much. I'm so involved in the process. Like, I love the process
1: yeah. now. Your, your your passion is greater. Your passion is greater, and that's beautiful. That's beautiful because you don't you don't hear that often, you know. Um, well, you used to not hear that often, you know what I'm saying? Like now, I feel right, like people right. are starting to people are starting to realize that what makes you happy and what truly drives you and what you're truly passionate about matters more than anything else. You know, anything. like you have to you have to be willing to kind of. I guess in does sacrifice everything else to pursue your dream. You know what I'm saying? To pursue what you want yeah, to do. And if you're unable to sacrifice or you're not willing to sacrifice, then it's not for you. You know what I'm saying? Then you going to sit here and you going to dream all day and night. You know what I'm saying? And then when you get older, you're still like, And it might be like, just mm-hmm. be that thing
2: isn't for you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it yeah. might not even mean that – it just might mean that you don't love that thing as much as you thought.
0: Because, like
2: mm-hmm. – like I said, nobody had to really, even when I was in school, the way I used to record was I used to come home from school. I used to, like, go to work. i come back. It would be, like, ten, i I'll go to sleep immediately. Then i will wake up every day, 4 a.m., go downstairs when everybody was asleep in my house, and that's when I recorded. Like, nobody had to tell me that. It was just I wanted to go on the bus and play something new but, <laughs> for people when I got to school that day. So it was, like, that's the only time i could do it that is quiet you you just will figure it out if you really want that shit like so if you don't do that there's a lot of things i didn't chase as hard you know what i'm saying and yeah. i realized I, just don't want, I don't want to put in the work for that you know what i'm saying like so i think it's good when people realize that like some they found something that they don't want to do cuz mm-hmm. like that's important to find out what you don't want
1: hey okay. that's, that's yeah, that's,
2: that's really true. important like that's, I think that's, like, one of the most important things I did is I found out the lifestyle I didn't want from music and the way I didn't want to do business in music. So it kind of structured camp by in a way of, like, how I can set myself apart and be different. Because I definitely know the nigga I don't want to be. I, I might that. not all the way know who I do want to be, what I, what mm-hmm. I do want to do, but I know what I don't want. For sure.
1: A. Jen. Okay, because I I would never really think about it like that. You know, I always, it was always the opposite for me. It's like, I know what I want, you know. I never really thought about what Mm -hmm. I didn't. Well, I guess, like, in a sense, I kind of did, you know, in a sense. But mostly it was, now this is what I want, so how am I going to get there? You know, like, what are the things Mm -hmm. I need to do? You know, so it was much of me, like, being so driven and focused on the end goal, you know, and for me, it was mm-hmm. more so I didn't, I didn't notice all the steps that I had to take in order to get to that end goal, you know, but when I get there, I'm like, oh, okay, so I got to do this before I get there. All right, cool. But it's all, it was always mm-hmm. one thing after the other. And I said, all right, <laughs> like, when is it going yeah. to come to? But as you mm-hmm. said, like, it, it takes, it takes some time. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of things that you would have to truly go through and deal with and um, kind of put to the side in order for you to truly get your dream or get that goal that you're trying to achieve. So has mm-hmm. there ever been any anything that you actually had to sacrifice when it comes to accomplishing, you know, your goal, your dream?
2: Uh, yeah, everything. Everything honestly gets... It's, um it's, like, balance has been something I've been working on for years. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Really trying to master balance more because I've kind of, like I said, I've known what I wanted to do for so long. that I've kind of been very, like, that's taken the first place in my life a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I've definitely made that priority over a lot of things. That's, like, over time I realized, like, those are, those are as important. You know what I'm saying? I can't neglect those things. But yeah, I've definitely just haven't like balanced family well with music and what I'm trying to do with music and having balanced like just like uh, my spiritual life. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of things that just kinda of suffer sometimes because I I get really consumed with what I'm what I'm doing. But um Balance has been something that I've been really trying to work on, though, because I know that I'm my best when I'm balanced. Like, I'm my best when I'm not, like, not 100% in this area, but I'm kind of, like, spread out, and I've given everything my attention. So even if it's, like, uh, everything can only get 10% of my attention, I feel better when I'm balanced. Like, like I'm not one of those people that um, believe in working all day, no sleep, but I definitely <laughs> rest. I most definitely rest. I work. I work a lot, but I rest too.
1: Yeah, I think that's what people get messed up too. They feel like um, I forgot where I heard this from. It might have been another interview um, that I was listening to, but I, I I remember this person saying that it's dumb that people think that we don't rest. You know, that successful people don't rest. Oh no, that's the major step in being successful yeah. is resting. You know, right. you. You do all that you can, and then you rest. Because if you don't rest, how are you going to be able to truly think and be successful and create goals and create lists, whatever you have to do to even get there? You know, you have to rest. You have to take time to rest your body, rest your mind, so that when you wake up, you feel refreshed and you're able to do maybe even more than what you did the next right. day. Right. Right. So, yeah. Absolutely. For sure, real. For for sure. For sure. So I've been talking. (laughs) It's so funny because, you know, after you had your day party, you know, for Camp um, Mm By, I have not been able to forget it, you know. And I was telling, you know, all my friends and stuff, and I'm like, y'all, I haven't had that much fun in a while, you know. And And the crazy part about it is even though, you know, I had a few drinks, I still was not intoxicated. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I was still able to truly, like, y'all know, like, this is the sober me still hype. You know what I'm saying? Because every song, right. that DJ that DJ was fire. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to her. I don't I don't even remember her name, but shout out to her.
2: You know <laughs> DJ <saying>? Natural.
1: <Nashville>. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, she was fire. You know what I'm saying? Every song was just lit. And then the people, you know what I'm saying? Not even not even knowing everybody. Of course, there was a few people that I already knew but not even knowing everybody and just having everybody just come together. Like, y'all, to have that many black people in one setting and nothing went down, that's amazing. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm not talking about for one hour, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about for a few hours, you know what I'm saying? Everybody just connected. Everybody was hyping each other up, you know what I'm saying? Everybody was networking, doing what they did. Like, Tim, you did your thing. So like, no, I
2: appreciate
1: uh, that's man. When, I appreciate
2: that's something that touched me
1: too. I ain't gonna lie. So when the next one, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm <laughs> oh, it's coming soon. Coming, soon. coming
2: soon. I'm gonna drop the flyer soon. Just, hey. know,
1: just know, me and my girls be yeah.
2: there. Yeah, we definitely gonna run that back, man. That 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 made me, that made me the happiest to see like black people just free they look real free like people dancing drinking like it was just hood niggas over there you right. know what I'm saying like pretty girls like <laughs> right that. like it was just it was everybody just enjoying themselves like I, I really was happy about that and went no crazy issues like no guns went off like I'm just happy that it, it, went, it went that smooth especially for the first one it's definitely things I want to improve on but like for the first one I'm happy with how it went for sure
1: Yeah, that's
2: gonna be something we do often
1: it was dope it was a dope experience and you know i don't really be outside like i barely be outside you know so so the fact that's what it's for huh
2: that's what it's for that's what i made it for for those people that's like man i want to go out but most of the things that's like where i would want to be at I don't wanna be there. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, like, exactly. yeah, I'll peep that. I'll peep that. It's like we're getting older and we like the places we going it might be a little too young or too. Exactly.
1: Old. Like, no, that's you bad.
2: know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we need something bad. in the middle, like I've been peeping that's that.
1: Bad. And like your your event was just it was beautiful, you know. And you know, I didn't you like you know, I'm simple or whatever. So I was looking around like, ooh, you know, but the thing about it is <laughs> the the people that was there and like actually networking, it's like it made me comfortable. You know, like normally Sorry. like when I when I'm at different events or whatever, um, I'm just kinda like not willing to talk to other people, you know, it's just like mm, yeah, I'm not really that comfortable, you know. But damn. there, it was just kind of like I didn't even know Like like I said, most of these people, and I'm just talking, you know, like hey, how you doing? You know what I'm saying? It it just made me feel good because I'm like, yo, I actually really feel comfortable. Now I don't know if it's because my girls was with me, or if it was really because like the environment. I think it was a little bit of both, to be honest. Because even the people that would approach and just and just come, like in the little section that we were in, it was dope. It was dope conversations. You know, it was just dope energy. Like, everybody just dancing. And for it to be r and B, I I feel like that, like, that right there, that was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Like, the way you did that was just beautiful because I'm an R&B girl through and through. Okay? Damn. So, the fact that you did that, I was like, oh, he a genius. He a genius. Because the music, yeah, Jane, you just did your thing. I could talk about it all day and night, but I'm not going to. But man,
2: I really that, man, for sure. I really do. I wasn't sure what it was gonna what was gonna be the turnout, you know what I'm saying? But I did know that like I this is something I needed to do. I needed to do this. So I'm glad it went well. It definitely gave me the confidence of like, yo, let's run it back. Let's run for it sure. back. I don't want too for much time to go. So it's gonna be soon.
1: For sure. Um and this time we're going to open it up a
2: little bit. I'm going to say this, last thing. The next one, I'm expecting it to be more. I said, well, I'll say people can expect it to be a little bit more. Other other music, just not trap. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just going to, it's not even going to be branded as an R&B party. It's just going to be no trap on Sundays. Just come for a different vibe that's not trap. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we're going to make it a little bit more and closer to, like, uh, other other sounds. You know what I mean?
1: Hey, I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Listen. Whatever. whatever. I got a lot
2: of Caribbean people that was hitting me, like, yo, I want to be represented more.
1: So I was like, I hear
2: you. Say less. I got gotcha. you. Oh, so listen.
1: A- Say Say. Listen. Drop, drop that. Hey. Drop that though. <laughs> drop that though. I got you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> It's about to be lit. No, that is beautiful. Hey, I agree. Whoever said that, hey, shout out to you. You know what I'm saying? It
2: was like the girls that told me at the party, I was like, say less." I got you. For sure. And I was already wanting that, but I knew I wanted to make the first one R&B. So it was like, yeah. but going forward, yeah, we're going to do it different.
1: It's going to give the city
2: a different energy for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. So, last question. Where else can we see Can't Buy going or doing, besides the party, you know, because we already talked about that, you know? Right. Well, what else do you have up your sleeve for can Buy Records?
2: Mm, i say, well, like I said, like, next fall, or next spring, I want to start releasing some, uh, start rolling out some of the artists that we're working with. So, you can see some projects coming. You can see... Videos coming see like I, everything I'm doing now is kind of like it's a little ambiguous it's in the, mm-hmm. it's in music, but it's a little different like most record labels would like launch their record label with like an artist, you know what I'm saying like I'm not going that route I'm not really I'm making it more about can't buy than about a person mm-hmm. so okay. so people can actually rock with can't buy. And whoever comes through that, they'll give them a little bit of attention rather than me saying, yo, I'm launching Can't Buy. Here's this artist, Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: yeah. I don't, really,
2: <laughs> don't want to, like, label, you know, send my my company off of Jimmy like that. So yeah, I like the fact that it's like people are getting to know Can't Buy a lot more from a No Trap on Sunday. So we're going to keep doing that for now. But um, definitely coming next is just going to be music so people can actually see, like, what is our taste as a record label? That was one of my favorite things about, like, my favorite record labels, like mm-hmm. TDE. When they put together projects, I'm ex- I'm expecting a high bar. And, like, just because that's what they
0: did in the beginning.
2: So I kind of, I expect a different sound from them. I'm expecting a certain thing. And I, I can't wait to shape that, what people expect from us. So, yeah, it's going to be music coming soon. Period. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited, and I know the people gonna be excited too, cause this is dope. What you're doing is dope, and just keep going, man. You're keep going. Dope too, too.
2: You too, you too, for sure. Oh, gotta keep I'm going, not. man. Even on those tough days, you you done did a lot of great things already, so keep going for sure.
1: Oh, thank keep you. Going. I appreciate that. Ooh, it's, it's, it's hot out here. It's hot out here for a pimp. <laughs> no, the real. <p>. <laughs>
2: Everything that's what gets everything can change for you in one day, literally one day, one call. Like you gotta keep going.
0: Hey y'all, are y'all excited and as happy as I am? Yo, this was amazing. Thank you so much, Timothy, for coming on Exceeding While Black and sharing sharing your story you know what i'm saying sharing what made you create can't buy records and i'm excited to see what you do next i'm excited for this day party too okay because like i told y'all i had me a grand time but What would they say what the kids say um i had a time last night with however it went yeah yeah andy <laughs> andy but um I'm excited to see where you go and I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you again. And I hope you guys gain something from this. And if you're an inspiring artist or whatever, swing his way. You know, he's there to help. He's there to connect and he'll get you right. I'm sure of it. (laughs) But again, thank y'all so much for listening. And I love you guys and continue exceeding while Black. Peace and love. I'm out.